You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hi, guys, and welcome to another new episode of Couch Talks on Unit Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host. And if you are unfamiliar with what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of Unit Therapy that comes out every single Wednesday, where I usually answer questions that listeners send in to me. And you can send those to Catherine at UnitTherapyPodcast.com. However, sometimes I just decide to go rogue and talk about something that I think is important, which last week was pumpkin spice lattes. (laughs) And it was so good. (laughs) Thank you. And this week we're going to talk about something a little bit more serious than pumpkin spice lattes. But I also brought a partner on for this one who has been here before. I forget when it was a couple months ago. We have Julia, who is a therapist at Three Quarts Therapy. And if you don't know what that is, it is my therapy practice that I have in Nashville. So I decided to bring Julia on and do something a little bit different today because September is National Suicide Prevention Month. And specifically this week in September is National Suicide Prevention Week. And if I know one thing about suicide, it is something that most people would love to avoid talking about and acknowledging and learning about for multiple reasons. A lot of them are understandable. And I will self-disclose that myself in school, I'm interested in your experience, Julia, hated when we had to practice and learn how to, and talk about how to talk to clients about suicide. I wanted to almost like crawl under the table and avoid it Mm -hmm. because I felt so uncomfortable 
and yeah, it, it, it's uncomfortable because it's a scary thing. We want to keep people safe and we, we want people to want to live in this world. And at the same time, it's more scary to avoid this topic because that is a lot of times what perpetuates the problem versus what sometimes we think talking about it will be the thing that perpetuates it. So I wanted to bring Julia on because she put out a post on her Instagram at the self-compassion counselor. If you would like to go follow her, she puts out a lot of great content that is educational and you are always specifically in Nashville and, and Tennessee. You're always sharing events and things that are helpful, not just to clinicians, but also human beings. So I highly recommend it. Anywho, I wanted Julia to come on and talk about the posts she put out. But before we do that, I would like to share something that is jaw-dropping and was jaw-dropping to me because we know suicide's a thing and we know it's a problem. We know we have a crisis, but we don't, I think, realize how big this is. And it would really surprise me. I don't know about you, but it would really surprise me if anybody who's listening didn't know one person who has died by suicide, who has attempted suicide, who has had suicidal thoughts or ideation. I would be shocked if one person didn't know anybody who would experience those. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Definitely. And probably even more so that we don't know or are dealing with it. Most of the people who are dealing with a lot of that, they're not promoting that. And they're not putting it on their Instagram highlights. They're not talking about it a lot, which is, again, what part of the problem. And I understand why somebody wouldn't want to do that. But it is an issue that is everywhere. However, it also is an issue that can be invisible. Yeah, there's typical signs that we could talk about. But the reality is there's also signs that don't match up with the signs that are typical. So it's confusing. So I wanted to share a little bit of just like general information before we get into Julia's post. I really was shocked to find this, that death by suicide rates have increased approximately 36% between 2000 and 2021. And if that is not a big jump to you, I don't know what would be a big jump. It's only 21 years and it's almost doubled. Death by suicide was responsible for over 48,000 deaths in 2021, which is one death almost every 11 minutes. Wow. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like almost every 11 minutes. We think that this is something that is so seldom and rare. However, I've noticed specifically in the realm of TikTok and Instagram and all that, I have noticed more and more and more And I think part of this is because we are on Instagram and TikTok more often than we used to. But I feel like so often I'm seeing a headline of this TikToker or this influencer or this person has died by suicide. And there are people who have tons of followers, sometimes millions, and put out sometimes really positive content or look like they're having and experiencing a really fruitful and wonderful life. So it's shocking. Mm -hmm. But I think that we should take those shocking moments and pay attention to them rather than being like, well, that was a one off like that was that seems like it was not. But it to me seems like it's becoming more and more of the norm versus the one rogue incident. And I think that also speaks to the issue we're having in connection and communication and relationships 
because we rely so heavily on social media these days. Mm-hmm. Like that loneliness epidemic yes. you talked about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're in a loneliness epidemic and look at what the outcome is that we have a crisis of death by suicide in our country. This was also wild to me. In 2021, death by suicide was among the top nine leading causes of death for people ages 10 to 64. Okay. So mm, you can look at that and be like, okay, that's not great, but it's not as shocking. Well, it was the second leading cause of death for people ages 10 to 14 and 20 to 34. Mm. The second, that is crazy to me. It is the second leading cause of death. And to me, that says we need to be doing something drastic, specifically, and especially with people ages 10 to, that breaks my heart. Those are babies. Mm -hmm. That's young. So young. So 10 to 14 and 20 to 34. I think we could make some assumptions about those age groupings and why those might be harder and more difficult ages to cope when dealing with specifically mental health issues, specifically loneliness. But I wanted to share that with you guys because I want people to know that even if you don't know somebody who has experienced this in your head, you think you don't know, you do and you will. So how do you think, Julie, I want you to talk about what you posted, but I want you to talk about how you believe we can best support those around us who are both showing signs and not showing signs of suicidal ideation, intent, thoughts, any of that. Yeah. So for context, what I posted about was this myth that if we talk about suicide or ask somebody, hey, are you having thoughts about suicide? Because we're maybe noticing something or they've referenced or said something in the past that by asking them directly about suicide, it is going to place that idea into their mind and suddenly they're going to go and do that or act on it. And that's actually not true. It's actually the opposite that talking directly or asking directly using the word suicide or even the phrase kill yourself as blunt as that sounds is better to do than to dance around it because the issue of suicide suicidal thoughts ideation any of it exists in such shame and we know that when we keep things in the dark shame just grows even further and so by asking directly about it It's inviting that person into conversation when maybe you're the first person who has confronted them about it and they've been wanting to say something but didn't know how and now they're invited into this conversation. And I think sometimes we're afraid that, oh, they're going to get mad at me. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, how dare you think that? And, And maybe, maybe, but I think often we've heard people have stories that, oh, like, I really needed to talk about it. And this person let me do that. And I think it also shows that if we are willing to confront it or say the word suicide directly with somebody else to check in on them, then we are braving our own discomfort around the topic. Well, and as you said that, I thought, what would be worse? Somebody getting mad at me or the opportunity to be the light that somebody needed in a moment of pure darkness? I would take the opportunity to do that 10 times over. Yeah, if you get mad at me, okay, but at least I'm showing up in a way that I could offer that. And the also the reality with that is 
if somebody is really struggling and is hoping whether they realize it or not somebody sees that in some way or if somebody thinks this stuff is too shameful to talk about like we're not supposed to talk about this I need to deal with this myself and somebody opens up that window of opportunity there might be some initial pushback because it's scary for them and it's uncomfortable for them and it's like well I don't want you to think that about me because what does that mean and if they're in need of help there's a great opportunity that eventually they'll come back around and say that's even though I wouldn't talk about it with you knowing that you cared was a huge deal for me so even if somebody presents with anger who knows what else is going on that they're also too uncomfortable in that moment to share with you because it's such a vulnerable experience yeah absolutely and I think that's also why if somebody does share something with you in that conversation thank them for it because that honors the bravery and the courage it took to have that person speak up about how they're feeling. And that's a really sacred space to be in. So yeah, thank them about it. I think to get back to your original question, ways that we can support people in that post, I talked about QPR, which is, it stands for question, persuade, refer. And it's something that isn't just for clinicians or mental health professionals. It's Um, I know schools use it for RA training and um, it's trying to just be more widespread for people who are are not mental health professionals. And it's a simple three-step process of checking in on someone. So you, you question, that's the asking directly, hey, are you thinking about suicide or having any suicidal thoughts? And then persuading is if they're willing to talk about it, pointing them in the direction of hope and saying, hey, I... I know that there's therapists in the area that could be really helpful or I've heard about this text line 988 or whatever that you can text for help. Like, do you think maybe you could do that and take that step? Because I know there's help out there. So that's the persuading part. And then the referring is the actual concrete, you know, resources like the 988 number or yeah, even just knowing some therapists in the area. So referring them to those resources to give them concrete steps. I will also add that something that is super helpful, especially if you're not with the person or the person isn't communicating with you. Let's say you texted them and they're not answering or they sent you a message on Instagram and then they're not responding and you are worried. You can also call a crisis hotline or even 911 in your area to ask for a welfare check on somebody and they will send somebody to wherever you believe that person is and do a mental health check, welfare check on them, which, yeah, same thing can happen. You can get angry or they can get angry. And I'd rather have somebody angry at me and have to sit with that discomfort than the guilt of not listening to my gut Mm -hmm. and just making sure. Absolutely. So go follow Julia. You can look at that post. She also put a resource Speaking of resources that you share, there's a training. When was that? Is that training already passed? It's going to be Wednesday. So the day this comes out. Oh, so today there's a training in Franklin. <laughs> but you can, um, that's local to Franklin. You can go on the QPR website. I think it's like QPR Institute to do an online course or look up another in-person training coming up. So there's ways to still get trained in that and get the resource. Yeah. And you know what? As I'm sitting here, I'm thinking if anybody's listening and they have experienced feelings or thoughts of suicide 
and they had somebody reach out or they had somebody ask them directly, whether it was a friend, a therapist, or a random person at a grocery store, if you feel comfortable enough, I would love to hear some of those stories and be able to share them with people because I do think that the fear and the discomfort of talking about it is so big and I want more, I want to be able to talk about stories and give people stories about how it actually is so helpful. Connection and talking to other humans and relationships is what I would assume to be probably the number one biggest deterrent from this. And so we need some stories, stories of hope to encourage us to reach out to people when we even get a glimpse of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be sure. That's the whole reason why we're asking a question. Any final thoughts from you? Yeah, that suicide is preventable, but it takes all of us. So mm. this is your encouragement to learn about it and go get QPR trained. Amen. Okay, well, we will actually have Julia back with us next week to talk about something. I think it is, about, I don't think we've talked about it yet. If we have, it's been a long time. I want to have a conversation with her and I think I'm going to have Josie, another one of the therapists from Three Chords on, to talk about their first experiences with therapy and what's that like both as a clinician and a client because the fear of the unknown is often what keeps us from doing the things that we need to do and want to do. Maybe sometimes like checking with a friend about their suicidal thoughts and ideation, but in this case, the fear of the unknown being what is therapy going to be like? Am I going to like it? Is it going to be hard? What happens if I don't like it? All of that. Because if you have anxiety, guess what? It's going to be really hard for you to jump into a therapeutic practice that you don't have any idea about it because it's going to bring up anxiety. I've been there. Right? Yeah. I'm there often. (laughs) So look out for that episode will be Monday. And until then, I hope you guys have the day you need to have. And we will put up some resources in the show notes for you if you would like to learn more about QPR or just we'll put a link to the suicide hotline, just some information about that so you can continue to learn and be in the know. Until then, goodbye. Bye. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 